All right, I'm ready. What's that sound? I don't know. Hi, everyone. <laughs> I'm Emily. And I'm Vince. And this is the Lighthouse Lowdown. Is this episode 25? 24. 24. Mm-hmm. We did a little... We did. Mm-hmm. We've recorded like four episodes in the past couple weeks, and we think this one should be the first one that comes out. So this will be episode twenty-four, and the reason why we want it to come out first is because it's super fun and super cool, and it's a giveaway episode. <laughs> Woo! You want to drop the uh, the note on that later? What? Or you want to do it now? The giveaway? Yeah. Yeah, it's my history buoy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So our giveaway is coffee. We've talked about it, I think, in our last episode. Uh, Captain Cecil's coffee from Massachusetts. And that's also where we're going to be heading for our episode today because they gave us the lighthouse they wanted us to cover. Nice. Yeah. So our giveaway is going to be a bag of their Atlantic ground coffee. Vince and I are actually trying it today so we can tell you all about it. And a precursor is that we really like it. So... um I don't know. Emily knows more about this. She's been doing the the speaking back and forth with Captain Cecil. Yeah. Well, he's, well, a, he's no. a, Captain Cecil is their golden retriever, which I think is adorable. They named their coffee after their dog, which is spectacular. But the coffee that we're giving away uh, says that it has a array of chocolate and cranberry notes, which I'm kind of getting. There was something unique about the coffee mm. when we were drinking it, and we we're like, this is not like any other coffee that we've had before. And I think it's the fact that it tastes a little bit like fruit. Which I like, but it's not like fruity flavor. It's not like a floral, fruity kind of. Yeah. I don't describe it. But then the finish too. Like normally coffee leaves a very like a nasty taste in your mouth. But this one's very light. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one's really good. We do, uh, we have a French press. So uh, that's how we made it this morning. So I'm drinking out of a mug. And it's got a lot of the coffee oils still in it because of the French press. It's very good. It's oh. earthy. It's got a sweetness to it. I didn't add anything. I'm just drinking it black, mm-hmm. which is rare for me. Yeah. Um, and it's very good. I was saying when we first opened the bag, <laughs> we were really excited. Oh. It's it smells so spectacular. good. Spectacular. And I I've grown to love the way coffee smells. Mm-hmm. I remember as a kid, I hated it. Now, of course, it smells it's great. Awesome. <laughs> but this coffee actually tastes like it smells, mm-hmm. which I don't think is true of a lot of cheaper coffees that we get. True. At, at our local store, just yeah. typical coffees, cheap coffees. So this is something that um, we were talking about it in the car the other day. This is really good, this type of coffee. If your mom's going to come visit, this is the yeah. type of coffee you want to make. It's you want to whip it out like as a special occasion just because yeah. it's so good. I would drink it all the time, uh, but I just mean, you know, uh, typically I buy cheap coffee, but this is uh, – it's really good. Yeah, it's so. very good. I, I – was... The smell, the smell especially, we opened the box that had our bag and the giveaway bag, and it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it is so good. So we're very happy about it, and we think you will, too. So you should join our giveaway. And the way that you can do that is you can go to our episode 24 post on Instagram where we'll, we'll post pictures of the coffee and also – actually, should we do two separate posts, one for the coffee, one for the lighthouse? It's all you. I don't do Instagram, so I don't know how hard that is. Let's do two separate posts. So go to the post where I talk about the coffee. You'll see the pictures. Vince and I took <laughs> Vince and I took some fun. We had a little studio session. We did it. We had some uh, fun photos of the coffee. So you'll see that on our Instagram. Just go to that and leave a comment 
just saying what your favorite lighthouse is that we've covered on our podcast, or you'll get two entries if you comment a lighthouse that you would like us to cover. Because, the like, Chris, when I was talking to him on Instagram, I think it was Chris. It's probably Chris. Yeah, Chris is right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I don't know oh, if I he's like, got a Chris. different social media person. Maybe it was the Captain Cecil himself there with his paws. Yeah, so Cecil says... That he didn't want to impose on us, like, oh, no, I, I won't, like, suggest a lighthouse for you guys to cover. Um, but we love that. There's, like, there's no, there, the amount of lighthouses to cover are basically limitless yeah. in our life, lifetime if we keep doing this every other week. <laughs> so, like, even if you think the lighthouse doesn't have enough history, if you've just saw one while you're driving that you thought looked cool or anything, we want to hear about it because... We're trying to cover them all. We know that's impossible, but <laughs> <laughs> that's the dream. So please don't be afraid to message us and tell us um, a lighthouse you want us to cover, which is why you'll get two entries instead of one if you give us a lighthouse. Ho- however, if you don't really care about that, you get one entry for commenting on our Instagram yep. for which lighthouse we've covered that you like the most. And also, if you don't have an Instagram, you can just email us at thelighthouselowdown at gmail.com and uh, we'll count that as your entry as well. Very cool. Mm-hmm. And then we'll just do a random drawing probably by the next episode. I was going to say, what's our time frame? Probably two weeks. End of April then? Let's see. This posts in end of April. We'll post on the post. How about that? Yeah. What the, what the yes. deadline is. Okay. But good plan. Captain Cecil looks like a good old boy. He does. Why does he look so happy? Because he lives near a lighthouse. His owner looks like fun. And <laughs> he's out on a walk. So. so I have a... I have a brand name after me. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute. Okay. So that is our giveaway. Everyone go to our Instagram comment to get your entry in or send us an email and you'll get a free bag of coffee from this small business in Massachusetts. Really good. Captain Cecil's Cecil's Coffee Roasters, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love their, uh, we've talked about them before, but their Instagram is awesome. It is very cool. Their website, their photography is good and the coffee is killer. So. Very good, yeah. Look After Hours is one that they talk about a lot. I think this is a fan favorite for their company and King Tide. So I don't know. I like Atlantic. I think it's good. That's our giveaway. Awesome. So the lighthouse today. Uh, so the coffee, coffin, uh, Captain Cecil's coffee. <laughs> they said uh, that they volunteer at Nosset Light Preservation Society, and. They're based in the same town as where this lighthouse is located. Mm. And so, naturally, we're going to cover it today. Cool. Was it Mosset? Nosset. Nosset. I'll pull up a picture because it is spectacular. In Massachusetts, I take it. Mm-hmm. East Ham, Massachusetts, which oh, is Cape wow. Cod. So oh, this, it's a Cape Cod. This lighthouse may look familiar to some of you. And I'll talk about that later, why you may kind of recognize this lighthouse as an American. <laughs> So officially, it's Nosset Beach Light, but most widely it's called Nosset Light. And I think it's because when it was added to the national, oh gosh, here we go again. I can't remember what it's called. National, national Historic national List. Historic of... Register. Oh, oh, no. oh. National Register of Historic Places. Okay. Woo! It was put in as Nosset Beach Light. So I don't know if that's what it's generally called, but I think it's just Nosset Light. It's on Cape Cape Cod National Seashore near East Ham, Massachusetts. Cape Cod. Cape Cod. It's got a white bottom half and a red top half and then a black lantern room and gallery. Classic choices. It's very classic, yeah. It's like uh, very clean, um, 
pleasing to look at and also like a very distinctive day mark. It's a private guide to navigation now, which I mm. think just means that it's not owned by the government. Sounds right. Okay, I'll talk about how it all came to be uh, later in the episode, so maybe it'll shed some light on what that means. I should have just looked it up. but The I historic. Private guide to navigation. Oh, private guide. I'm like, private guide. I've never seen that, so I feel like it just means that it's privately owned and it's still running. Oh, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about it later. Do you have, by chance, a map? I will. I'll pull it up when I'm done with my little intro. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> whoa, whoa. So the light is an alternating red and white light, which I think is fun related to how it looks, alternating red and white. Mm-hmm. That's cool. It, has, it currently has a Carlisle and Finch beacon, which they are, they just make marine beacons okay. and um it's a cool name i don't know yeah it seems it seems like they're kind of the go-to for like modern day it's like an led beacon beacons. no i don't want to go too far into it because it'll take forever but i it's called dcb-224 and it's a double beam rotating light so there's oh. two lamps facing in opposite directions cool. and one is red and one is white and it rotates so that's cool so let's go into the history. Actually, Nasset Light, the, like the tower that we're looking at right now is not, it's actually the last of many lights to be on this shore. So we're going to talk about all of them. Wait, towers or? Uh, lighthouses. So they built several? Mm-hmm. Okay. So the story of Nasset Light begins with the three sisters of Nasset. In 1836, East Ham residents petitioned the Boston marine society to ask the u.s congress for lighthouses because they were seeing a lot of shipwrecks along cape cod and it was approved and ten thousand dollars were appointed to build a light halfway along the eastern coast of cape cod in east ham east ham i looked it up and later there's a couple hams (laughs) and i don't know one of them is pronounced like you don't say ham at the end but this one it said that you do say ham at the end so it'd be like eastham yeah Exactly. So I think. But not, this is East Ham. But this one's East Ham, according to pronunciation.com. Of course. <laughs> That's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> so what they built were th- actually three 15 foot little towers built in a straight line along the cliffs, which 15 is not very tall. And three lights just came out of nowhere. It's like. Surely this is not 15 feet. No, no. Okay. This is not. This one came in later. So the original lights were very short and eventually were called the Three Sisters because it looked like little black capped women dressed in white from <laughs> like the boats. So I have a picture. Let me. Obviously not great quality of photo because we're talking like mid 1800s. <laughs> of course. But they just look like little. <laughs> look like women with fantastic hats. Like little Russian dolls or something. So they were called the Three Sisters, but it's a nice old photo of the originals. It's the only picture I could find. How about that spacing too? I know. That is pleasing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I must have measured that. <laughs> <laughs> That's impressive. There's a photo from that long ago. I know. Crazy. So 55 years went by and everything was going fine, except for that erosion started to catch up to them on this cliffside. Like you can already tell in this photo how close they are. It's a sheer cliff. Yeah. Yeah. So... Technology was not advanced enough to move lighthouses at this time. And so they just built 
three more wooden towers, just a little bit like slightly larger, mm. but identical to like the original prototypes for these lighthouses. Yeah. And the lenses from the old lighthouses were moved to the new ones, and the original three sisters were just left there to f- eventually fall into the Atlantic. Whoa. Yeah. They didn't even didn't, didn't dismantle materials. them. They didn't. Nothing. Just left them there, and they eventually fell in. Into the sea. Mm-hmm. How fitting. I know. It's kind of like, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. <laughs> By 1911, the sisters were in trouble again. The northernmost only eight feet away from the edge of the cliff. So, like, somebody could lay down and between them mm. and almost be there. Mm-hmm. If you had your arms above your head, you'd definitely be touching both. <laughs> At this time, technology had advanced a little bit, so they moved the center tower of the three. Oh, wait, let me pull up a picture of the... Uh, Second gen? Yeah, gen two. Rev one, as we would say. <laughs> there we go. Those are the three sisters. Um, Very neat. Yeah. Pleasing to the eye. They moved the center tower back and they attached it, kept it attached to the oil house. And they had the two other sisters decommissioned and left them there. Or no, didn't leave them there. Sorry, I'm all over the place. (laughs) That good coffee. I know. The center tower that they moved back took on the name The Beacon and had a light characteristic of three white flashes every 10 seconds to honor her sisters, which I thought was adorable. And the other two towers were broken down and the middle tower the beacon lived on for another like 10 years it's another decade before it started to fall into disrepair and they also decommissioned it so third generation revision number two is they get rid of all three and they build or no they move the middle one yeah they move the middle one and they only have one lantern room that's active now Mm -hmm. and then the other two are decommissioned like decommissioned and basically boxed up in case they're needed again Mm -hmm. (laughs) okay cool yeah so then uh the beacon was given a new light characteristic and hung around for another 20 years before it was time for a new light so they decommissioned that one as well hold on boxed it up what what coast is this on that it's so fast eroding is that something we're going to talk about or the map will show Uh, yeah because i don't i don't know i don't know anything about it is, it does world. seem pretty fast. I mean, we're talking 50 years and then 20 years, but it still seems quite excessive. Oh, this is a bad zone. Nauset, N-A-U-S-E-T. That's not good. <laughs> oh, there's a lot of water there. Oh, Coast Guard Beach. That sounds wicked. <laughs> oh, Nauset Lighthouse. There it is. There's one of them, I guess. High ratings. Pretty good. So it's on good. a straight and... Oh. It's a spit. I didn't know it was, There's, was okay, a bay. Cape Cod Bay. It's on the outside of Cape Cod Bay to the Atlantic. Yeah, that's a pretty rough spot. I did not know that this is what it looked like. Thanks for having me look up a picture. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a interesting spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the end of the sisters. And that's where the current tower comes in. And to talk about the current tower, we have to go to Chatham Light, which... um. Let's go ahead and pull that up. See how far away it is. I didn't look. Oh, not far at all. Just down south. Still on the spit. (laughs) Nice. Probably five or six miles. There's one of the lighthouses we're kind of referring to. Chatham, Massachusetts. Cool keeper's house. Very close. I mean, you could drive easily between those two. That's nice. I made it easy because we stole a lighthouse from Chatham to move to East Ham. Whoa. To be the new uh, Nosset Light. These are Chatham Lights. And 
they were twin towers. <laughs> and around this time, the board decided that they would decommission one of all twin towers that were twin lights that were proving to be quote unquote useless. You know, like an area where it's like, okay, now we have really good technology. We can put in a, a brighter light in one tower and get rid of one of the twin towers. So are these for redundancy in case one would fail? Maybe. I feel like it's for, for double brightness. I feel like it's for um for you to recognize it easier. Like you're gonna see two beams. Oh right. Then rather than one maybe light there and there's like oh there's the two. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's probably more for recognition. I uh, love this site. This is Chatham. Mm-hmm. So the, the little house or shed or whatever that is, is yeah. the same like roof dimensions as the large house behind it. Oh, yeah. That's cool. I really enjoy that. <laughs> that is they cute. They put some effort into that. They made like a tiny version of the house. Yeah. Aww. And then every time you'd be like assuming you're part of this house, like mm -hmm. oh, I'm going to go to the lighthouse. Which one? Yeah. <laughs> is it left or right? Like lefty and righty? Yeah. Is it uh, north and south? Uh, they have yeah, special names. I wonder how differentiated them. That's pretty cool, though. Also a very old photo. Mm-hmm. I know. So I'm sorry I interrupted. They had, I'm going to call them redundant lights here for my own comfort. Okay. And they decided all twin lights are going to eliminate down to one. As, right? as long as it, it, they could do that without it sacrificing something about navigation. Yeah. Does the lighthouse establishment made that call? Uh, lighthouse board. Lighthouse board at this time. Mm -hmm. wow, okay. I know. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> So Chatham had these two twin towers, the northernmost of which was brought to East Ham to replace the beacon, which was the one of the three sisters. It was 50 feet closer. But yeah, so that's what we have today. It was 48 feet tall and made of cast iron and brick, and it was dismantled and rebuilt on a cement foundation 200 feet from the cliff edge at Cape Cod. And the beacon's fourth order lens was put inside, so they kept that flash pattern for a little while, that uh, three flashes for every mm -hmm. 10 seconds. In 1876, the keeper's dwelling was moved back as well as the oil house. And so, like, the house that you see here wasn't, was, like, a couple hundred feet away for a little while. But then they mm. finally moved it back to its original position. I noticed that a lot. Every time they moved, they usually had to wait a little while between moving the lighthouse and moving the keeper's house. Yeah. I don't know if it was just for funding or if it just was, like, we can't do all of that at the same time, but... Just it's impressive to be moving all these structures. Yeah. I know. It seems very common. I didn't realize that. I, I know we talked about, is it Hatteras? Mm -hmm. It was the big, the big move. Yes. And that's the United States' largest lighthouse? Tallest? Tallest, I think, if you're not including... Like, Lightning yeah. rods and The tallest such. active guide. Okay. Well, it's pretty, pretty bang. Mm -hmm. Pretty bang, bang. <laughs> pretty bang, bang. I don't know what that accent was. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's coffee. Anyways, uh, Hatteras was moved, and that was well documented, you know, and that was what, 1900s, 1950s, oh 70s? Uh, late 1900s. It I wanna was say. recently documented, we can mm -hmm. say, compared to Lighthouse yeah, history. Yeah. Uh, but I thought that was quite unique. Obviously, yes. they have done it many times with not lots, only keepers' houses, but towers as lots well. Lots of lighthouses. I, I was surprised too, because I remember when we talked about Hatteras for the first time, I was like, like, oh, I don't know if I've heard of this anywhere else that they moved a lighthouse. Yeah. But it's like, wow, it's actually fairly standard that you actually end up having to move lighthouses, which makes sense. But also it's news to me that erosion is so prevalent. Yeah. Like you'd think, I don't know. I don't well, know what I thought. I'd be interested to talk to somebody. I'm sure they'd be hard to find, but we might be able to. 
that would talk about the mating of that concrete foundation and the tower structure. Yeah. Like on a, on a construction perspective because I assume Hatteras is the same way. You build, it sounds like they built the concrete foundation <clears throat> for the tower that was coming yeah. and then had to... Oh, that sounds so stressful. <laughs> like, what's your job? I worry like, about my uh, lighthouse. <laughs> work with historic buildings that can't be destroyed. <laughs> yeah. I have some comments about that in the future on okay. my next episode. Whoa, mm-hmm. fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's coming up. Yep. So back to it. <laughs> Chatham Light became known as Nosset Beach Light or just Nosset Light. And in 1940 was when it was painted red on the top half, and which what's to make it a distinctive day mark as well as uh, a night landmark. People love red. We do love red. I'll say it a million times. I love my red lighthouses. Black lantern Half red room. is also acceptable. You like the black lantern rooms. You're always like, oh, it's nice yeah. black. Lantern. I don't know why. It looks very neat. Yeah. Yeah, it does look. It's very regal looking. Black capped lady. <laughs> <laughs> it was automated by the Coast Guard in 1955 and the keeper's house was sold. So that was uh, just a somebody, just a house. Yeah, that's awesome. In 1981, so we're going way back or way, way forward. forward. The Frano lens was moved to Cape Cod National Seashore Visitors Center mm-hmm. and replaced with a modern arrow beacon. And at this time, the flash pattern was changed to its current red and white flash. So the three flashes hung around for like a hundred years to honor the sisters, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And My now. Arrow. Huh? I'm so sorry. Arrow, the company, is killing it. Because I've heard that name many times Arrow. about beacons. Oh, Arrow no. Beacons. It's just Arrow Beacon. It's like a type. Wait, is it a type? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a brand. <laughs> that, yeah. Under Armour Beacons. Nike Beacons. <laughs> Arrow Beacons. Nike Beacons. No. I'm sorry. Arrow Beacon is a light assembly used to create a fixed or flashing signal visible for long distances. Let's see. What does it use? Consists of high-intensity electric lamp mounted with a focusing device. Okay, so... Just every other lens ever. <laughs> it just sounds like normal arrow beacon. Just sounds like a normal. Well, cool. The more you know. Mm-hmm. By now, by this time, it was like 1980s. The surf had eaten away at the cliff edge again. Like unbelievable. Like we're talking 200 feet. It was pushed back. And yeah. then it's like, how long? 50 years later. And it's like, well, it's in trouble again. <laughs> yeah. High maintenance. Well, does uh, I think we talked about this for Hatteras. Maybe I have a false memory. A spit of land is a is it moving? Like is Cape Cod technically shrinking and moving inland? So these are on the outland side, outside of the bay, and so <sighs> there's actually it's, more land that builds up on the inside of the Cape yes. and less on the outside. I think I read about that. It's not that it's eroding away to nothing. It's like all the sands are shifting. It's like the outer banks is shifting. It's not shrinking. Yeah. So I don't know much about erosion. Cool. But it is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so they noticed that it was, you know, the, the, the shore, shoreline the was coming in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Coast Guard was just, had decided that they were just going to let it suffer the fate of the original oh, three no. sisters. They're just going to let it fall into the Atlantic. Oh. And so the Nosset Light Preservation Society was born... In, I think it was 1990, let me see, 1993. So they, they were formed in 1993, stepped in and decided that they were going to save this lighthouse. Yeah. Oh, also 1987 is when it was added to National Register of Historic Places as Nosset Beach Light. So just for reference. 
1995, the light was decommissioned as an active guide and leased to the society, the Nosset Light Preservation Society, by the Coast Guard. And at this time, the light was only 25 feet away from the water. So it's like, it's coming in. The Preservation Society moved the lighthouse on November 16, 1996, 336 feet from the edge of the water. And less than a year later, they raised enough money to relight the lighthouse as a private guide to navigation. Awesome. So... So technically, the Coast Guard still owns it because they're leasing it to the Preservation Society. Yeah. So it can't be that it's not owned by the government for it to be a private guide to navigation. Well, let's talk about East Brother Light Station for a second. Okay. In San Francisco, right? Yes. Yeah. I was like, San Diego? No, San Francisco. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Because that is a, it's managed privately, but it's owned, it's the same situation. It's owned by the U.S. Coast Guard. Is that right? I can't remember the Gosh, details. I can't remember. Well, we've had this discussion before. So listen to East Brother yeah. Light Station episode 21, <laughs> maybe? Either way. Um, 21. We it don't sounds know. like, yeah. Well, it's good that people take care, citizens, we'll call them, take yes. care of things. It's always like that. This. It's this like Coast Guard, obviously, are going to be driven by money. Yeah. They're going to be like, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to keep this lighthouse up if it's, if it's, if we're going to have to pour this much money into keeping it up. So. A lot of times you see civilians coming in, joining together to save something that's historically significant, really. Just a year after that, after their move, the current owner of the Keeper's House agreed to donate the 1875 house to the National Park Service as long as she could live there for another 25 years. So she technically donated it. She's going to live there for another... Nice. Yeah. Another 25 years. Another because. Because it was donated, they were able to move it across the street to join the lighthouse. You know how they had moved it back 300-something feet? So finally... <laughs> she had to move out for her house to move? She's like, oh, fine. I'll change my address. <laughs> What's that line from the Griswold family Christmas? Your house is always parked in the same place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are thinking that... The lighthouse is safe from erosion for another 30 years. Hmm. I saw a century, but the Preservation Society website says 30 years, which is not a lot. They better round down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's true. Better be on the conservative side. "Mm, We don't want to have that come out of nowhere. They're run entirely on donations, so I'm going to link their page in our show notes so that people can take a look at it and and it's like you can donate but you can also join like as a member the uslhs has this as well where you can join as a member and get some perks and stuff to go along with that so it's kind of fun uh in 2004 the nosset light preservation society signed a partnership agreement with the national park service who now runs the light okay okay (laughs) what i just don't know i got an eyebrow furrow it's hard to figure out like it's least It's leased by the Coast Guard to Nosset Light, but now the National Park Service runs the light. So how did they come into this lease? And does the lease mean that they own it now? It just It's a shell game. It's convoluted. I could ask. It's actually a money laundering activity, I'm sure. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> National parks are getting into the cash. <laughs> you know what I got excited about? <laughs> Is that if the National Park Service owns or runs this lighthouse mm. basically it has a partnership with this lighthouse they definitely have like a sew on patch for this oh. lighthouse or a pin you know how they sell those for national parks is like pins yeah. or like stickers have we, have we that shared can... that with our listeners you talked about your book and your passport book and patches i don't think so well, well let's 
cover that maybe uh, okay. next episode. Yeah. 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 I'll get it all together. But Not to cut you off. Basically, but I think there's a lot to talk if about. you're interested in lighthouses, there is just a bajillion fun things you can do surrounding them, especially that'll get you out there to visit lighthouses. I know I am motivated Heck yeah. to see lighthouses. She went with a broken foot. Oh, yeah. Nothing could stop me from going on that trip. I didn't know. I was just like, can I fly? And she was like, uh. I like, guess. I would take some blood thinners just in case. And I was like, screw that. I'm going on vacation. Yeah, can I walk <laughs> on the beach and collect shells? She's like, with your broken foot? How are you going to get there? It's like, by whatever means necessary. So, we, well, I think we should cover that as its own episode. Oh, um, just but, the joys of traveling. Yeah. The short, short story as we bought three scooters two yeah three two, knee, two, knee scooters. two scooters and two sets of crutches yeah, to get her there yes one of them was an all-terrain scooter uh that we're not sponsored by but knee rover was the mvp yeah it's a company anyways i'm sorry to interrupt once again you said the national parks are involved with this lighthouse yes therefore patches there what else patches pins stickers exciting um what do you mean what else <laughs> <laughs> i just I throw off the whole episode oh. <laughs> me and my caffeine captain cecil's is doing the most today yeah they're taking care of business so you can tour this lighthouse on sundays may through october and also on wednesdays in july through august so they're closed for the winter months and then uh, open in may to october cape cod is pretty brutal in the winter i've heard yeah it looks like really bad uh to, to be on a little jut of land out there is always going to be... I mean, the wind alone is going to be just mm-hmm. spectacular. Um, okay, that's it for the lighthouse. <laughs> but I will say, this lighthouse may be recognizable by people, which is what I said at the beginning, because it's kind of the face of Cape Cod. Like, you may... I'm pretty sure there's a Cape Cod lighthouse. Well, I'm sure there's several. I mean, called the Cape oh, Cod okay. lighthouse. Oh, no, there isn't. Okay, never mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no! Oh yes. There's a Highland Light, which says also known as Cape Cod Light. You must be using Bing. <laughs> I'm on Google. Well, a close friend of ours took a trip to Cape Cod and told me uh, we we're out playing pool or something. He told me about there's a lot of lighthouses, a lot of good food, a lot of beautiful sights. So I told you this. I don't know if they want us to talk about them on the air, but <laughs> it's a redhead gentleman. It's tall. I don't know him. Oh, <laughs> redhead. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. I cut all that out. Um, not Okay. For $100 every two years, you can get a license plate with this lighthouse on it, and the money goes towards the light and local organizations of mm. Cape Cod. So it's kind of like, it's a special edition of uh, Massachusetts. Yeah. And also, pause for effect. Cape Cod potato chips. I've seen those. I've bought those. <laughs> we have had those. Oh, that's the lighthouse. Mm-hmm. There it is. I'm glad there's an actual lighthouse that exists on. Based on. And it's fairly accurate. Yes, I know. Even the keeper's house, they kept the same colors. Like, it would be more aesthetically pleasing for you to make it like a white uh, keeper's house or something. Yeah. But they kept it the original colors, which mm-hmm. I enjoy a lot. The ocean's blue and everything. <laughs> So that is where you may have seen it before. This is pretty... Uh, Do you know anything about this company? Yes, actually. 
I didn't write a whole bunch of notes on them, but you can go to a Wikipedia page. It has all of the information about how this started. Also, that their business boomed because someone ran a car into their storefront. And what? so they were all over the news about hey. it. And so people started buying their potato chips. No press is <laughs> bad press. An inside job. Maybe that's what we should do. We should have someone run into our yeah. studio, the Rip Rap studio, with a car. It's like people that it sounds like an insurance fraud <laughs> claim, <laughs> like setting your house on fire for the insurance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, we won't do that. But uh, this company was started in 1980 in Massachusetts, so they were Good. taking imagery from their local White House, and it's now owned by Campbell's Soup Company. Mm-hmm. So, and that was that was a recent acquisition. I don't remember. Uh, what year it was but it was it was recently yeah well i know i've bought those before mm-hmm. we have we have had them here before and that's not something i thought about like this just fell into our laps from captain cecil's so cool kind of fun fun thing so a side question yeah if if someone were to go visit cape cod what mm-hmm. is it typical you'd fly into boston assuming you're far away we're in kansas city yeah. so you fly into boston and then drive out or I, I saw that's a big city nearby i would assume that You'd fly into Boston, and then maybe there's a ferry that goes from Boston to across the Cape, Cape? Cod. Maybe there's ro- obviously we saw there's roadways out yes, there. Yes, you can drive, but I would hope. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know, know anything about that area, that, so people that probably might be too long me. of a way to have a ferry. We don't know anything. We're landlocked. We're Kansas. We're in Kansas. <laughs> yeah, our closest lighthouse is at a par three golf course. <laughs> oh yeah, that's not there. Rip in peace. So you may be asking. Uh, now that we've covered Nosset Light, what was the final fate of Rev 2, Three Sisters of Nosset? And I'm going to tell you. Here they cool. are. Cool. Oh, the lantern rooms are gone. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Just like triangle. The beacon's the only one that has her light left. Okay, so I'll talk about So after being decommissioned, the north and south light were sold at an auction for $3.50. Goodbye. (laughs) To the Cummings family, who fixed them up and turned them into a summer cottage called the Twin Lights Cottage. So they had a second life. Um, These buildings we're looking at? Yeah. You can stay in them? No. That you could when they were purchased a while ago. Okay. But then they were sold to the National Park Service in 1965 and probably put on, oh yeah, national and then put on the Register of Historic Places. See those plaques <laughs> right there? That's how you know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Tour walking. Tour walking. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. I'm on the final two bullet points of my episode, so I'm like, woo! <laughs> Coffee is absolutely a drug. <laughs> so, after the beacon was replaced by the current Nosset light, it was sold to Albert Hall for $10, who used it as an add-on to his house until the National Park Service came after him. No, I'm just kidding. Bought it from him in 1975. <laughs> Hopefully it went up a couple of dollars. Only, yeah. I wonder how much they paid for it. I'm interested to know. Well, $3 to $10, that's a pretty good percentage rise well 350 was for the two ten dollars was for the beacon oh so so i'm sorry you said the beacons both of these that are now missing are at the cape cod uh museum uh no that this is their final location they were finally listed on the national register of historic places renovated to their former glory and placed in their original configuration three sisters once again reunited 
and you can now visit and tour them all in Massachusetts. Let me see. Cool. Let me see where it is. That'd be fun. It's a beautiful uh, park, I'm guessing, area where it's at. Oh, they're very close to Nosset Lighthouse. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like uh, walking distance. 500 feet. French Cable. Down there. Yeah, they figured they haven't moved them a couple times, so. Yeah, might as well put them back in there. <laughs> put them back in their home yeah well that's cool it's a beautiful area yeah so we we talked about five lighthouses in this episode very highly rated on google 4.3 yeah. stars mm-hmm. 238 ratings that's the stuff and that's what i have for nosset light or nosset beach light cool it'd be fun if uh i don't know if he'd be open to it or not but to talk more to not captain cecil but his owner mm-hmm. uh, chris chris i was like not oh, craig <laughs> sorry Chris, uh, about his experience in, in volunteering with the Preservation Society. Yeah, that would be cool. But yeah, that's the episode. Everyone enter our giveaway. It's really good coffee. So if you're a coffee person, you're going to want to enter. And it's super easy to enter, so do it. So we're drawing a, we're drawing a name out of our entries. Yeah. Cool. Two, two weeks after this airs. We'll, uh, we'll make some announcements on it online. Okay. Um... Uh, Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed listening. Uh, you can see any of our social media and whatever else on our link tree, which is in our show notes. You can click on that to go to our Instagram to join the giveaway. Or you can email us at thelighthouselowdown at gmail.com. And we hope to see you next time on the Lighthouse Lowdown. <laughs> <laughs>